Welcome into Scoops with Danny Mack and my visit with Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic and also Fox Sports and their baseball coverage. This is brought to you by Mark Milton. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com. stltaxlawyer.com, that's Mark Milton. Also, Stratum Structural Systems. Waterproofing issues, basement repair, cracks in your basement walls, think stratumrepair.com. We're coming to you from the Lou Few Studios. Lots to get to. Rule changes, winter meetings right around the corner. It's all here. Scoops with DannyMac.com and a visit with Ken Rosenthal. Let's bring in Ken Rosenthal, the baseball insider from The Athletic, and also you see him all the time on Fox Saturday Baseball, postseason baseball as well. And, Kenny, uh, happy holidays to you and your family, and thanks for doing this. Dan, happy holidays to you as well, and thank you. Um, Let's jump into it. How interesting is next week going to get when you think about the winter meetings? Could be really interesting because this free agent class is really good. We haven't seen any major signings yet. It's the same old thing you hear every year, Dan. Once one big guy goes, then the logjam will break and all of that. I do expect we'll see at least one big one at the winter meetings. Why wouldn't we? It seems like the timing lines up, and that's where occasionally free agents and their agents like to sign because it brings the most attention and like that too. So there's a reason why they hold the winter meetings. It's not ideally lining up with the free agent market always for every player, but I do expect that there's going to be a good amount of activity. And activity means Cardinal fans are salivating, as you might expect, in a baseball town. Uh, Would you expect the Cardinals to be aggressive next week? Well, the Cardinals seem to be focused more on a trade for one of the catchers that is out there, either Sean Murphy or one of the three Blue Jays catchers. Now, There's no reason why a trade can't be made next week, too. But there is a big, intense focus on free agents now. So I do wonder whether the trade market will be somewhat stalled because of that. But it seems to me that those pursuits, those particular situations, Murphy and the three Blue Jays catchers, they're almost independent of the free agent market. There's not really a great catcher out there. Wilson Contreras is the biggest name, but he's not a great defensive catcher. So I could definitely see a deal happening with them, but I could also see it the other way too. It taking mid-December or late December, whatever. Do you think that if the automatic strike zone is coming and it's not going to be this year, but maybe the next year or the year after, does that change the mindset of a front office and saying, look, we, we can live with a guy for a couple of years, but uh, being maybe subpar defensively, but we know we're going to get the bat. Do you think that changes the mindset of some of the front offices? I don't. I believe, Dan, and you can correct me if you think differently, but it seems to me that the value of defensive catching right now is at a premium. And it's not just framing, which of course would be affected by the automatic strike zone, but it's also calling a game, working with the staff, blocking, throwing, all of the things that go into it. And you see a number of teams, actually the Cardinals, if you really want to be frank about it, were one of them that were so reliant on a defensive catcher that they didn't necessarily worry about the offense from that position. And that has been the trend. Makes an offensive-minded catcher like Murphy or like one of the three Blue Jays guys that much more valuable because they can do both. But I don't believe that teams are willing to sacrifice defense at that position. It's too important. 
How about rule changes for next season and how that affects what teams do business-wise at the winter meetings, meaning left-handed batters with the shift being eliminated, the premium put on infield defense, those kind of things, Kenny, and, and looking forward to you know trying to implement those things with what type of team you, you put on the field with uh, spring training right around the corner. It's a factor. The pitch clock is a factor. Teams are going to look at the pitchers who were the slowest in the past and maybe, I don't know, shy away a little bit or at least wonder if the adjustment can be made. And certainly, as well, the idea of infield defense, you're going to need more range now because you won't be able to put three infielders on one side of the bag. And the idea of all of this is to get more athleticism into the game. So the better athletes will be more at a premium. It'll be like it was, I don't know, 10 years ago or so where you see that emphasis reemerge. Do you see umpires implementing this? I mean, they're going to be told to, but that was like a couple of years ago when they said, hey, get in the batter's box, and then one month in, it wasn't enforced. Do you see it, though? They're, they're going to say in spring training, look, you're not in the batter's box, there's strike two, or the pitch clock is eliminated, there's ball two for the pitcher. Do you, do you see that truly being enforced? I do, and baseball has long wanted this, and I can't imagine they're just going to implement it and say, okay, guys, just do whatever you want. I ha- I don't know this for sure, Dan, but I imagine the clock will be present in some part of the stadium. People will be able to see it, and the fans will go nuts if the clock winds down, goes to zero, and somebody's not in the box or somebody's not delivering the pitch. So I do believe this will be a real thing. It's not going to be one of these things that baseball introduces and let's go by the wayside. It's too valuable to the sport. All right, I I need to take off my Homer hat here, Kenny, and and help me out. I called a number of Albert Pujols games, uh, his first hit, first home run, his last home run. Uh, What I saw in the second half of this last year was nothing short of remarkable. And I've said that this is one of the most remarkable things I've ever, ever seen in sports. I don't think it got enough national attention getting to 700 at his age, coming back home, place he's beloved. Where do you put this as you kind of now had time to reflect and watch what Albert did? Where do you put this in some of the great things you've seen in baseball? It was incredible to me. And I would disagree that it didn't get enough national attention. Dan, I actually think that there was quite a bit of attention on him and people were pretty excited by what they were seeing. And I was stunned by it because, listen, I've watched him in those last few years with the Angels, even with the Dodgers and Cardinals early on, eh, the old Albert. And yet in the second half of the season, he made that adjustment. And he did look like the old Albert. So, yes, it was incredible. It was a really cool Cardinal season. Unfortunately, it ended the way it did because that was a team that had they advanced, there were so many storylines. I was actually looking forward to it. I had the National League for Fox. Thought, wow, if we get the Cardinals, woo, we're going to have a, a lot to talk about. But it didn't work out for them. And now he retires and Yachty goes with him. But that was a very, very special season. And I know fans understandably are disappointed by how it ended but that was one to remember for sure as the season is almost upon us and we're not that far away every team is going to face each other how do you think that affects certain teams if at all going into next season i'm not sure and it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out i'm told the travel won't be that much more taxing than it was before if at all that the way it's going to work they'll be able to figure it out so the teams travel approximately the same number of miles. Division games, 
intra-division games will be helpful to, let's say, the lesser teams in the AL East, right? Like the Orioles, because they won't have to get pounded as much by the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Red Sox the way they have in the past, the race as well. For the Cardinals, it's interesting because they play in a weak division, so ideally they'd want more division games. But it also will be more interesting, I think, from a fan perspective to see every team every year. To me, that's a really healthy thing. It will make the game more fascinating. It will give fans a chance to see players that maybe they wouldn't ordinarily see, and that's a good thing. Scott Rowland, in your opinion, uh, being a, a guy that saw him in his prime, I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Now that I watch Nolan Arenado, I think Nolan's the best defender I've ever seen at third base. Scott was, and it's kind of 1-1A. One one is Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer for you? He is when I vote. Yeah. <laughs> and I know watching him during his career, I would not necessarily have said I'm watching a Hall of Famer. I knew I was watching a great defensive shortstop, but when you do the research, you put the numbers together offensively with where he was defensively and understand just the dearth of third baseman in the Hall of Fame. That's the most underrepresented position. To me, it's pretty obvious he was one of the best of his era. And in my view, he's a Hall of Famer. He, he was a really fine player. Now, people will say, come on, man, it's just for the all-time greats. A guy like Roland doesn't qualify. Maybe not. But at his position, he was that kind of guy. And that has to be considered, too. So yes for me, and it's a pretty easy yes, to be honest, Dan. All right, Kenny, I wrap it up with this because you're always kind to me. You give me time in the busiest time of the season. Hot Stove League, uh, it, and you're you're going to be out there. You're going to be doing your thing. couple of questions here. Judge, what happens? And two, do you sleep? What's it like being a guy on a beat of the league and trying to follow all these different stories? Well, Judge, I still believe he goes back to the Yankees. It's just hard for me to imagine it otherwise, but I say that if you would ask me one year ago, where's Freddie Freeman going? What would I have said? Yeah. The Braves. So it's free agency. Things do happen. Nothing ever shocks me because we are there to be shocked in free agency. That's the nature of the beast. As for sleep, at the winter meetings, not much. This time of year, not much. But I love what I do and it gives me a lot of energy. So... <laughs> It's not a problem for me, although the winter meetings, it's a bit of a problem. You get a little tired. I, I could imagine. It's just the nature of it, Dan. And I can't say I'm used to it. You never get used to that kind of grind and pace. But it is exciting, too. When things start happening, it's exciting. You're the best in the business, Kenny. Thanks for doing this. Certainly appreciate Thank it. You, Dan. Appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, buddy.